and welcome to another edition of Get to Know Your Lower Rangers. My name is Will, aka Christy Yamaguchi Main, aka at Waffle House on Twitter. And this evening, we are thrilled to be joined by a kind of a I don't know I don't know what list celebrity you are, pal. Um, might or, be on the the like the the K list, as in the Kobe list. Okay, all right. So we can keep it there. I like that. I like that. K-list celebrity, Mr. Pal Cristal on Twitter. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, you want to tell us your, your actual name? I, I just call you Pal because that's that's what your Twitter handle always references. Yeah, So and it's kind of funny because like I think maybe a couple days before I, I came into contact with all of you guys is when I had changed it to that. So it wasn't really that for a while. But my name's uh, Chris Huerta. I'll, I'll give my full name because my Twitter handle is at Huerta Waco. Okay. So uh, you can call me Chris. You can call me Where to Where to Wait Go, Pal, and uh, whatever you feel. I'm a huge Pal Gasol fan, so that's okay. Okay, the there reference to Pal Gasol. There we go. I love it. I love it. As a obviously, I'm a, a big fan of the uh, the punny names, uh, the the uh, the com- combining combining names, obviously with the the Christy Yamaguchi main thing, uh, and uh, obviously you said uh, Kobe list celebrity. Um, you are out in California, out in L.A. Is that correct? Out in Tinseltown. Awesome, yeah, out in awesome. L.A. I'm about. I'm in LA County, so I'm, I'm like 30 miles east of downtown in the Staples Center. Okay. In a little in a little suburb called Glendora, California. Settled in the San Gabriel Valley. We're mainly known for having like Raging Waters, which is like 10 minutes away. Okay. Huge water park. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Okay, that's a water park. Okay, I didn't know yeah. if maybe you had like uh, floods annually or something. Oh like no, that. no, 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 no. Gotcha. A, okay, so that, just that is a, a water park. Yeah, a place to go and get sick. You know, gotcha. from the lazy river they got there. Excellent, excellent. Got to love a lazy river around these parts. Uh, were you born and raised there? Is that where you're from originally? Pretty much around the around this area of Southern California. I've been born and raised. Okay. okay. Uh, besides, like a stint of like living in San Diego for a year. I, yeah, I've pretty much been here my entire life. Okay, and what do you do out there? Uh, right now I'm a substitute teacher, but I finished uh, my teaching program actually like a year ago. So I got my credential and I got my degree in history. So I'm looking to teach either middle school or high school. I got the luckily I got the experience to do both last year. So for the first half of the year I had juniors in high school, and then the second half I had eighth graders. Oh, uh, I was a lot more <laughs> exhausted with the eighth graders, especially because sure. uh, it happened to be a class where like you know certain students had certain behavior. You know maybe they had just students who had happened to have a behavioral issue and I had like all of them for the eighth grade class. Right. Um, so every class was just like, you had, you know, maybe four to seven kids trying to give you a hard time and there's not enough corners in the room to, to separate them sometimes, unfortunately, but candy works really well. Like just being like, okay, you want to, if you want some candy, you're going to have to answer my question and be right. quiet and you kind of get their attention. So you gotta, you gotta use the carrot and the stick model, right? Oh Yeah. So as a substitute teacher, have you developed any comeback skills, any uh, like smack talking skills that you didn't have prior to, to doing this job? Kind of, but I, so bef- prior to getting into substitute teaching, I worked at Kohl's for about two years. Okay. And when I worked there, I was, uh, I worked in customer service and I also like, you know, you mainly just handle returns and exchanges and whatnot, but you have a lot of confrontations at least, you know, three times an hour. So it's like what? Maybe like whatever eight times three is, 24. Confrontations a shift. It kind of it kind of gets you ready for certain things. And middle-aged moms that, that have nothing to do but, 
you know, spend a few hours shopping or even like older men that are that are just kind of wandering around the store and like right. wondering why it's so hot. You you have, you know, you kind of get used to it. I also worked for a, a local bus company out here doing customer service for them, too. And that was really, really brutal Ooh, um, working the customer service line. So I found in my in my years of customer service that the way you deal with like irate people or just even students in general is you just shut up and you stare Silence is such an awkward comeback and slap in the face that people don't know how to handle it sometimes. So when students are acting out, they're expecting to get a reaction from you. And when you just hit them with silence, it makes them look so – I mean I'm not trying to make the kid look dumb. But sure. if they're going to interrupt my class and take 10 minutes of my time – Spotlight's okay, going to be on them. Exactly. Spotlight's going to be on them. So that that's mainly the, the way I do it. Now high schoolers, you can kind of – they're a little bit more mature. And especially with, with, with the juniors I had, you can kind of tell – when if they were acting out it's because something's going on so i'd always just kind of hit them with like if they were doing some work i would kind of just quietly let them know like hey just see me after class and then it was mainly just a you okay yeah i'm sorry that i act this way okay well you know if, if anything's going on like you know you can always just let me know before or after class and you know we don't need instances like that to happen sure, again sure so you can you can level with them a little bit easier it sounds like you're going to be a good teacher once uh once you land somewhere uh, oh, I my bed and my bed and sorry, my bread and butter is definitely my parents got divorced when I was like twelve, mm -hmm. and I had a really tough time with that in in school, and because of that, I would get distracted easily. So, I kind of have a a keen eye for for students who are, you know, struggling something or or kind of dealing with something outside of the classroom, and that's kind of one thing I'm proud about that I've recognized earlier on in my, you know, my teaching career, where it's just kind of like, you know, I can help those students out a little bit, just kind of. Let them know they're not alone and and that, you know, when they're coming to class, it's it's kind of mainly to take their mind – like I try to tell them like, you know, it's a it's a spot for you to take your mind away from whatever's going oh, yeah. on and just you could focus on this for now. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. good to hear. Well, I wish you luck in that endeavor, um, particularly if you end up with uh, eighth graders full time. Holy hell. Uh, Bring it the, on. Let's go. All, all the working out you do is uh, is going to be put to the test with, with that that uh, that career for sure. So, okay. So, we got your actual name. We got what you do for a living, where you're located. Uh, you – we made the joke early on about you being a K-list celebrity. Tell us a little bit about the fact that you've you've been on SportsCenter before. Is this correct? Yeah. So, let's, let's run it down here because it's like – the Sports Center thing is a, a pandemic, like a resurgence of my my Kayla celebrity. Right, right. And my original like my original Kayla celebrity happened back in December of 2017. So for some context, just the short story: I used to weigh 380 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm down to 205 now. Uh, around that time, I think I got wow. down to 210. So from from June of 2016 through February of 2017, I lost 170 pounds, and I. The mindset that got me there was the Mamba mentality and just taking it one day at a time. And, you know, I was being home alone without, you know, my dad's at work. My mom doesn't live at the house anymore. I had a lot of time to read on Kobe Bryant and sure. kind of fixated at a young age. And I think at one point when I was really overweight, one of my frustrations was like I have this hero, this icon, this hard worker, and I feel lazy. So one way I was able to kind of connect to him was, you know, putting it to use in weight loss and the Mamba mentality, which is essentially – better yourself one day at a time. Right. And that's kind of the approach I took and I lost 170 pounds. And then I sent off a tweet when Kobe was getting his jerseys retired to Jeannie Buss to 
anybody that was essentially associated with the Lakers and she retweeted it saying, you know, Kobe would be so proud. Like we're so proud of you. And then next thing I know, I'm like at the gym and I got, dude, like I got random people just running up to me because they, because the cool thing is, is that like people that normally go to the gym or that, that are there all the time, they, what, one thing that kept me going was them coming up to me telling me, hey, we've noticed you've been here every day for like three or four months and we right. just got to say it's awesome that you have not quit and you don't oh, yeah. look like you're going to anytime soon. So that that was always encouraging, but I had people just bombarding me. You're on Bleacher Report. You're on Yahoo Sports. I have people from SB Nation um, in my DMs like trying to be like, hey, can I call you for an article or for you know an interview? And it was just surreal. Next thing I know, the tweet has like 30,000 likes. It's got I don't know how many retweets. Every girl that I went to high school with is jealous of me because Freddie Prince Jr. is re- you know <laughs> tweeting at me. Uh, it's just completely insane. And yeah, so that I kind of went through that process. I was on Telemundo like on a soup like kind of like Good Morning America, but like the Telemundo version where I'm just like broadcast over all these Latin countries. They're telling me like, oh, you're going to be in pretty much every Spanish speaking country. Uh, I don't speak any Spanish, but my dad does. So he kind of helped me out with, with it. And that was right. just crazy having this news crew in my house. Uh, and then it got a little dormant. It kind of calmed down because around that time I was getting serious about my, um, just getting my degree, getting into my teaching program and making sure like I knew that was going to take like a lot of my time and focus. And I just kind of like, I, I did put on about 50 pounds back. Mm-hmm. And then once I got everything settled, the pandemic ha- you know came about. And then in March, I decided, okay, well, I have the extra time. I'll start doing what I was doing again. And from March of 2020 to July of 2020, I lost 60 pounds. I just did it almost did, essentially did it again. Yeah. And yeah, then, seriously. and then next thing I know, I think it was like a basketball Twitter or no, a basketball Instagram had posted my weight loss story. And next thing I know, House of Highlights is, is messaging me on Instagram and Sports Center is messaging me on Instagram like, hey, can we have your story? Like, what's, <laughs> what's the deal? What's everything? Do you have videos, photos? What do you have? Right, right. And then it's like, yeah, here you go. You know, um, the whole the whole reason why I I lost the weight was I have a family that I just have a family history of very unhealthy people. Sure. And I could kind of see myself trending in that that direction, unhealthy to the point of like my grandmother passed away at 51, my uncle passed away at 46, grandfather at 60, all super young, and I just decided like I at the rate I was going, I didn't honestly think I'd see 30, which is less than a year away from me now. I'm 29 now. And it was very scary. I was in a really dark place when I when I started. My mom, she was an alcoholic. She went to jail, and at the same on the same day, I found out a close friend of mine had killed himself. And then I was in a really bad depression. Some a friend of mine saw that, recognized it, gave me kind of an exercise regimen, meal plan. Uh, I got to work because I just couldn't really be in that space anymore. It was it was really killing me. I probably gained about the the most I've ever gained weight was probably after that time, and it was like from. March of 2016 through May of 2016, I probably put on 50 pounds in those two months wow. um, easy, which was just like I was eating at an insane rate and I was just eating my feelings to be honest. So when I got healthy and I was starting to get in shape and I was kind of developing that mama mentality, it wasn't just so much like, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds. I was like, no, I want to take this to wherever – like the best limits I can take this. I want to be a machine at working out. I want to be the Kobe Bryant of working out. You know, I want to be – or just weight loss essentially, just yeah, healthy yeah. living, weight loss, motivation. And I also want to show others who were just like me, who have so much self-doubt, such huge insecurities that like you can 
you can do this. If I can do this, it's possible for you to do this. And I know that, you know, essentially losing a bunch of weight isn't going to cure all your problems. But for me, it really helped me out in taking school more seriously. The mind's a muscle, just like the rest of my body. Like I want, you know, I wanted to, to kind of succeed in every area of life once I realized like I can do anything essentially like it hope opened up a bunch of doors for me like the the word I can't isn't gonna I'm not gonna be saying that anymore because I know I can do anything anything's possible look what I've done now and that's the message I've wanted and the cool thing about Sports Center, I think they posted me about three times from June of last uh, June of 2020 and I think the last time was like October or, or September of 2020 they posted me three times in between then and I started a separate Instagram called Where to Wakels, and I told everybody to go there. If you have questions, go there. I've put videos, um, healthy meals. I've put healthy workouts for beginners. And, and we'll we'll uh, we'll plug that at the very yeah. end too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just just so people can, sorry, can, I know I'm no, rambling, no. but yeah, no, 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 not at all, not at all. I was gonna say like I'm gonna get you to to repeat all that so so people can find you because I I know you've been super super. Uh, uh, gracious with your time with anybody that's got questions about what you do as far as your routine, uh, your meal plan, workouts, all, all that stuff. Um, we're in a group chat uh, with some other Lower Rangers uh, that that uh, uh, do like 10 day goals at a time right now. So uh, it's pretty rad. It, it's it's incredible to see, man. Like I know uh, I, I can imagine how many people have been inspired by your story um, uh, since since you know, it originally aired. Um, and then of course, you know, lockdown and COVID has got everybody in a pretty bad headspace. Um, so, uh, you know, taking, taking your, your, uh, your health by the horns, you know, I struggle with type one diabetes. I've had it since I was nine years old. It's very, very difficult to, uh, to, to manage weight and also your blood sugar without it crashing all the time or, you know, it, it going up too high. It's, it's very difficult to do. It's very tricky. So always having somebody that's willing to listen and that you can reach out to is absolutely crucial. So we will, like I said, we're going to, we're going to get back to those social media handles at the very end. Cause I want people to be able to immediately, you know, go on their phone, uh, you know, when they're done listening to this episode. But uh, in the meantime, you are also obviously a Dan Lebetard fan and Lebetard yeah. show fan. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, hell yeah. So, do you remember the first time that you got the show? listening to it like kind of the first moment? Sometimes it's a slow burn for folks. Sometimes it's kind of like a lightning in a bottle moment. You know, they ask you guys have asked a number of people this question and I've thought about it, you know? It's like I want to think about when I really got the show. And I can't really pinpoint a specific moment, like like a specific moment as in like a bit they did on the show, but I remember listening to LA radio on my way to Cal Poly, which is where I went to school, Cal Poly Pomona, shout out go Broncos. And <laughs> You know, listening to Cowherd or, you know, just kind of the Lakers were in shambles, but it's like, I'm still going to listen to what they're going to talk about, you know, about the Lakers. And then Cowherd's gone. And then all of a sudden Lebetard's there. Now, all I knew about Lebetard from that point is he has a show highly questionable, which I sometimes watch. Uh, He sometimes co-hosts PTI and he sold his Hall of Fame vote. That's all I knew about him. (laughs) And I started like listening to the show and I'm like, okay, this is a national radio show, but like if this is Cowherd, he would have at least mentioned the Lakers and like some of the turmoil they have going on. Like this guy's not talking about sports at all. What the hell's going on? 
And he would often reference since they had just made the switch over to ESPN. For those of you who don't know, like we don't, we're not, a, we're not really a sports show. Right. We're not really going to talk about sports. We're we're going to make fun of it more more than anything. And he's like, sports shows are so boring. Like they do, all do the same thing. They all have the same format, and they're all going to talk about the same thing. And I would listen to him ramble about that, and then I would try to switch over to LA radio. You know, find something some. Uh, other podcast that was talking about the Lakers and there wasn't too much content at that time. Podcasting right. was just getting going. And I started to realize like all of these shows are saying the same thing <laughs> and it's all about stupid stuff. Like all of these sports arguments don't matter. And I just started listening to his show and, and I fell in love like instantly, like from that point on, I was like, yeah, he's, he's completely right. All of these shows are compl- are just boring and they're all saying the same shit. Like, his show is what's not boring and saying the same shit. They're doing different things. They have Tim Kirchin on. I love watching him laugh. I've seen him on SportsCenter with Van Pelt laughing. I'm here for that, you know? And it just, I goes hooked from, from then on. Once you, uh, once you have that self-realization, that self-awareness, once that comes online, you cannot go back. You, you can't do it. It's, it's that uh, sometimes it's, it's somebody making fun of you and you kind of, you know, kind of, inwardly reflecting on your reaction to some stupid speculation about your team that does not mean anything. Sometimes it's seeing it happen to other people. Uh, but yeah, it's, it sounds like it didn't take long for you to realize what the deal was and, and, and not be able to go back to regular sports talk radio. Not at all. And what's tough is, you know, I'm in LA and the Lakers are such a force here and they have such a hold on the media here. And well, you know, all my friends, I've, I've, you know, sports fans that aren't, or I have friends that are sports fans that aren't irrational sports fans. Right. Uh, but they'll make fun of me for listening to Levitard till this day. Like I know <laughs> nobody in my personal life listens to Levitard, and it makes me sad. But you guys came into my life in February, and it's just been amazing ever since. Oh, that's good to hear. You guys good get the hear. show. So, uh, what's been one of your favorite moments from the Levitard show that you've uh, you've had so far? Oh wow! So. When the guys took over the local hour, I know it's not necessary. It's a general moment more than anything. Sure. But when they took over the local hour, they de- they helped me out. They made my workouts more enjoyable, and it was just cool getting to know everybody in the shipping container. So I would definitely say that one one thing one of the moments that stood out is when they started to do the local hour on their own, and then you know Dan and Stu would be waiting there, listening in the shadows, how, they, how as they would say. Uh, I love that, and just the the looks like game is is so goddamn good. And yes. I and I am like I kick myself all the time because I'm like I couldn't come up with something this funny. Like just and people are constantly dishing out comparisons. So I really enjoy the looks like game in the tournament in general. March sadness is my favorite, and I'm so sad we didn't get a grid of death this year. Oh, I know. But things like that. But uh, if I could give you more of a specific moment, when the guys went to Bristol, that was hilarious. That, I love. Yes, it was. Yes, it I was. wish Dan was there to see to try to reel in all of these, you know, all of the the chaos uh, happening around him. But the fact that he was it and Stu had to, you know, take up that and he didn't ask for it. I I loved every second of them going to Bristol and just that six week span of like shoe. Sh- I just called him shoe. Stu, captaining the ship. I was thinking ship and Stu. Yep, yep, yep. And I said shoot. Had, had a Chris Cody moment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, when, when they were in Bristol, and uh, I think Matt Berry stopped by 
one show and you got to hear a side of him everybody had assumed uh like that he was just the absolute worst that he didn't get the show that he he was completely humorless but i remember that happening i remember appreciating that moment i remember just hearing their descriptions and hearing how out of place they felt uh but turning that into to content gold was absolutely that was a brilliant week of shows uh, that they had there. That that's a great moment. Good, good, they, good choice. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, specifically, Billy and Stu at picking up little nuggets in conversations that they can take off yeah. for a ten to fifteen minute conversation on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And they're, they're gold at that. I would also say that what helped me get the show better was when they started having Mina, Dominique, Amin. Uh, Michael Oleg Jr. on in the beginning. I'm talking about when they very first came on. If they would have, right, if right. I would have started tuning in when they were already kind of acclimated to the show, it might have taken me a little bit longer to catch on. But the fact that they were kind of, you know, being put through the ringer of the show helped me be like, oh, well, I've listened enough now to the point where I know what they're doing, but she doesn't know what they're doing, or Dominique right, doesn't right. know what they're doing. So, and them kind of slowly picking up the show and becoming stars themselves through the show was was really cool too and like i love seeing how they're all doing now and like you know just essentially being a huge fan of them like i would fangirl over them maybe more than over like some lakers players to be honest yeah the uh that that's a brilliant observation right there in that whenever they would bring a new voice into the studio they essentially acted as the surrogate audience for new listeners. Like as they learned the ropes, new listeners learned all the inside jokes and ropes as well. So that, that's a very, very good, uh, good observation. Um, speaking of members of the Levitard show universe, who is your favorite member of all of them? It, it's really hard to, to pick a favorite. The answer is Billy. Okay. Um, he isn't, is just he's been on fire for like the last two months. Yes, he has. He he is like really hit a. I mean, he's normally had a good stride, but they've been letting him run with his his momentum lately. I feel, and he has just been awesome. But I probably laugh the hardest at Chris Cody. Um, sometimes it could be a laugh, but he. I think we could all relate to the lovable oaf sometimes, and I've been that that person myself. Um, amongst my friends and he just makes me so happy he does me too he he makes me smile so much sometimes um anytime somebody's struggling like you know doing a mistake that he's known for and he he comes to chime in to, to support them it's it's fantastic but he is it, it's like it's like billy 1a and then he's 1b but uh i love billy so much I, uh, I'm loving, loving the dynamic between him and Chris Whittingham right now. Same. Whenever, whenever he, uh, you just hear the voice off in the distance background, the, the, the so much of the humor is, it's, it's part of what makes far away from the Mike hockey guy, uh, uh, so good is being far away from the mic, hearing the voice coming from the background, when in reality, all he's doing is just leaning back away from it so he can holler, right? Uh, yeah. It's it's such a 
small comical detail, but it makes the joke that he's yelling or saying a hundred times funnier. I don't know precisely the psychology behind that. I just know that it works and that he's perfect at it. He, he nails it every single time, particularly oh, he's... whenever he's uh, giving Chris Whittingham shit about being, you know, uh, too big for his britches or, you know, being being a, a smarty pants or, or whatever uh, you want to call it. A uh, fancy lad. I yeah. think that's what they're calling it now with uh with Streeter's new, yeah, new shout out Streeter. uh, imaging. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. So we're gonna go with Billy uh as your favorite member and Chris Cody as a close second. Yeah. Now I might have a guess as to the answer for the next two questions, but I'm gonna I'm 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 not gonna reveal my choices. What is your second favorite color? think about this often okay you know a lot of questions they ask on the show i think you have to ask yourself and this is an important one what's your second favorite color first one's locked in it's in the bag second favorite color is purple good choice good choice what is your first favorite color gold <laughs> that's what purple i was that's, and gold. that's what i had baby that's what i had i had it written down and everything purple and gold i wonder why i wonder why um all right since you have joined this crew of podcasting misfits, I know you're you're a newcomer, uh, kind of in the the class with uh, with Allie um, and uh, uh, and Kyle and Schweitz a little bit. Schweitz was a little earlier, but you know you're, you're a recent recent uh, comer to this uh, podcasting experiment. Um, what's been one of your favorite moments so far? Maybe uh, one of your favorite moments that you've listened to. Ooh, both are really good questions. I think I'll answer both. So I want to say talking to Mina Kimes was, was moment A. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, you, you, uh, you uh, kind of you, you slid right in there at the, uh, at the, the, the finish line. <laughs> got, got snuck in here just in time to get to interview uh, Mina Kimes. That I was know, badass, crazy. Huh? Yeah, that was really cool. But honestly, my uh, so I'm on. I do if I do any podcasts with Lauer after hours, it's Laughter the Club. Shout out LTC gang, what's up, guys? And when they welcomed me onto the pod and onto LTC, that was my my very very special moment. I felt very welcomed into the Lamely, and it really touched me. So that, that I would have to say. That and then one of my favorites that I've listened to. Wow. The Billy Pod. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that's one of my favorites, but the most re recent Billy Pod was one for the ages. It was. It was definitely one for the ages. Oh, this is so difficult. Because I will, you guys, I will put you on the spot. Yeah, you guys have you guys have had a lot of a lot of really good um, conversations and and just kind of a lot of things that make me think. But I think when you guys had Ron McGill on was was my favorite listen especially when Jeanette when everybody was talking about like ganging up no 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 it was against Mag sorry it's Magnus when you guys had Magnus on not Ron McGill you guys were talking about ganging up on Magnus and Jeanette said she would join him I laughed so hard at that I that was my favorite moment listening back on the show definitely good answer good answer all right uh Chris or Pal, as you're affectionately known on Twitter, tell us where we can find you. Uh, also, your Instagram handles and your workout routines, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. So, my my personal Instagram, unless you're a Lower Ranger, 
good luck getting me to accept you to follow. It's not so much me as it is. I have a thousand plus. It, it just, it, it caps out at a thousand telling you how many friend requests you have. So I don't know who's a real person or not in there. And it, it doesn't start off with the most recent ones anymore. It's kind of broken. So good luck getting me to add you there. But Twitter, I'm public. So at where to Waco, I'll be Pal Crisol. It's going to be a picture of Pal Gasol. Follow me at Cutthroat Cast. I have my own podcast. We talk about That's competition, right. reality television, the challenge, sports, spell, wrestling. S- spell where to wait to where to man that's a tricky thing to say yeah. where to wait go where to wait go so h-u-e-r-t-a huerta wait oh gosh i'm gonna I'm w-e-i-g-h-t a yeah there we go i'm a teacher too <laughs> i'm rusty go geo simple Excellent. as that so where to wait go and then uh on instagram if you want workout routines you want workout advice my dms are always open i'm always willing to talk to anybody who wants to reach out that is struggling that you know need somebody to empathize with them and understand their struggle, I'm your man. Please don't hesitate to come and talk to me. I know that having weight issues can be extremely hard on the mind and your mental health. So please, I know your experience. Please reach out to me. Where to Wakels. It's the same thing as where to Waco. You just add ALS to the end. Where to Wakels on Instagram. I will talk to you as soon as possible, as soon as I see your DM. And yeah, Cutthroat Cast. I just have, like I said, the podcast. We're trying to get that off the ground, but those that's where you can find me. Absolutely. And uh, Cutthroat Podcast is about, uh, or Cutthroat Cast. That's the name of it. Did that's I the, the... Tw- that's the Twitter name. That's we're, the Twitter cut- name. Okay. That's, okay. That's Cutthroat right. Podcast is is the is the podcast. And that's just... about the challenge that you do with a, a friend of yours, correct? Yeah. So we so we we it's uh, it just so happens we've talked a lot about the challenge recently, but it's a uh, it's mainly a competition reality television podcast so we'll, gotcha. we'll be talking okay. about survivor big brother we might do a rewatch of flavor of love as one of the greatest reality tv <laughs> competition series of all time yes. uh That's so awesome. we, we've got some things in the work we've recently had billy gill and charlie kravitz on in a two-parter episode so if you want to hear kind of some of the hijinks we got into with them it's fantastic mikey c billy, billy sent mikey c the zoom link and he came in and derailed the whole thing and it's just 30 minutes of absolute chaos that you'll love my, yeah, Mikey was uh, one of the early guests on Lauer After Hours, and uh, holy shit, did we get some stories out of that dude. He is a fantastic on the mic, so uh, I, everybody go listen to that episode when you get a chance, right after you finish this one. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us for Get to Know Your Lauer Rangers. We really appreciate your presence, and like he said, if you need that extra little bit of, uh, you know, that, that pep talk or, or a little little uh, you know uh, boost of confidence in, in what you're doing. Hit my man up on Twitter or Instagram and uh, and, and let him let him get your mind right. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's yeah. good for it. He's he's a good dude. So, all right, Chris, thank you for joining us for this episode of Get to Know Your Lower Rangers, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Will. Thanks for having me. listen to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.